Welcome back to Strictly Footy, episode 5. Bit of a different episode for you guys last time. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I remember the loyal listeners that voted for my team and the snakes that went for Team Tom. Uh, as always, feedback's much appreciated. Uh, we wanted to make the podcast as entertaining as possible for you guys. So if you have any topic ideas, don't hesitate. Send us a message, leave a comment on our post, and we'll find a way to incorporate it into the podcast. Anyway, it's enough from me. I'm here with my co-host, Tom. How are we doing? Sup, bro? It's a bit weird to be on the other side of the intro for once, but no, you killed it with your script, bro. <laughs> I had to write it down first time. First time for everything. I'll get used to it. You killed it, bro. All right, do you want to you wanna segue into what we're doing today? All right, so we've got a bit to talk about today, just uh, pretty much a league wrap-up of all the news. Obviously, the Indigenous lineups have been announced, so we'll go through that a bit. Um... We got uh, some team news for the Bulldogs, Tigers, and Broncos. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into it. I won't spoil yeah. exactly what we're going to talk about. But Bulldogs, are, Bulldogs have got a chunk. Bulldogs have got a chunk to talk about. They do. They've had a massive off season. Yeah, and uh, if I if I sound like a bit of a squeaker today, I've got a bit of a blocked nose. So just just allow me for today. Appreciate it. He's had a blocked nose. The rest of the episodes this is actually how he sounds. <laughs> Shut up. Sounds in Shut real up. life. Shut up. All right. Kick us off, bro. All right. Uh, so, obviously, the All-Star teams have been announced. Um, the Indigenous lineup, looking at it here, have, obviously, the main guys that we always see, Latrell Mitchell, Adokar, White, and Cody Walker, those type of guys, and some new names in here, like Dally M. Star, Nico Hines. Bailey Butler. Came, he hasn't even played NRL yet. I don't think Shaq's made his debut, hasn't he? Shaq Mitchell, yeah, he has yeah. too. And um, Kieran Mosley uh, at nine. Do you know who he is? I haven't heard of him. Let me do a quick Google search of him. But the team, the back line looks good. I feel like Mary and the Indigenous teams are opposite. The back line of Mary looks a bit iffy, but their yeah. pack looks a lot bigger than the Indigenous, whereas Indigenous is obviously the other way around. Yeah. I think just sheer star power indigenous probably going to take it home um you know you got the trail nico hines white and adokar like there's that's just a rid- ridiculous backline ridiculous spine so i'm i'm keen for the game to be honest but we saw that it starts at a pretty weird time hey three three forty five was it yeah it's actually before two trial games that day so obviously I think it's para Penrith yeah and I think Roosters against someone so mm-hmm. any any players playing in the All-Star game will miss out on that trial match for their team would it be Manly I, do you I don't know it was not Manly Manly play Roosters in round two yeah but Penrith got St. Helens so is it para Manly uh, um, anyway yeah no that Indigenous team looks pretty good so you it know, is Penrith, Para, Dragon, okay. St. Helens. Okay, gotcha. Flip back open to the team. So, I you know, I reckon they'll probably run home with it. Cody Walker, Nico Hines, Selwyn Cobbo, Naden represent, Wyden, Adokar, Latrell. I mean, you, the thing is, right, their forwards are still all right. Like Ryan James to Noah Brown. I know they don't really have a spot on any team at the moment, but... That backline alone just will outweigh the entire Mary team, to be honest. Like, that's what I reckon. So, obviously, I'm supporting the Indigenous side this round, but 
I, I just think the uh, Maori All-Stars team, just their pack is too good. Obviously, Indigenous have Ryan James, Tanoa Brown, Josh Kerr, Hopgood. It's not a bad pack. But when you look at the likes of the Mary squad, they've got Tarpany, they've got Fisher-Harris, Asafa Solomona, Rawia Hargreaves, and I think the pack will just be too much for the Indigenous All-Stars, even though the back line probably isn't as star-studded. Yeah. No, it's definitely not as star-studded, but... I mean, look, I wouldn't say I'm supporting anyone. I just want to see some good footy, but I reckon Indigenous probably run away with it just because of that star player in their back line. They've got Nico Hines, Cody Walker. Cody Walker and Latrell already know how to play with each other. Fox, it's Cobbo, oh, it's stacked. I, yeah, I think Indigenous, I don't, I don't think they run away with it. I think it'd be a close game, but it, I think it's some... If, if the married team had Ponga, it'd be way more competitive, I think, but he's injured, obviously, so... He's not in. Ah, interesting. We've got varying opinions there. We'll put a poll up mm. on our Instagram story. Mm-hmm. See, see who comes out on top. But yeah. I just think, I don't know. I think that Mary pack is going to unfortunately run all over the Indigenous squad. Yeah, it's definitely closer than than last year and years before. I think it's definitely closer. But I just think the start the start power in that Indigenous team is just so much better. Like. I understand Fisher, Harris, and Tarpany, but apart from that, like I'm looking at pretty solid first graders. If if you come up against a team with Latrell, Fox, Hines, Walker, like you could almost pick that for New South Wales. Yeah, no, I, I can see what you're saying. The Indigenous, the back line is so stuff. We're bound to see good footy either way. Yeah, it's gonna be a cracking game. So make sure you um tune into that one. I reckon it'll be the standout from the trials. I think so too. Obviously, everyone's going to be a little bit rusty, so there may be a few errors in the game. But um, with that that type of playmaking, star star power, speed, agility, it's it's going to be an entertaining one. Yeah, well, they always get up for it. The Maori and the Indigenous fans, so it should be a good atmosphere. I think the first week of trials is going to be a little bit of a letdown for some people who really really want footy back because. Um, uh, we saw the other day that a lot of first team players aren't going to be playing in trials at all. So I think eyes, a lot of eyes will be fixed on this. And then the next week you got World Club Challenge. So we got two pretty monumental kind of games that actually carry some weight rather than just a warm up game. So I think they've structured the preseason challenge. I'm not sure about the point system. Like you get one point for 10 plus offloads or whatever it is. Like uh, it feels like my career on 2K, but honestly, like, but. I like the structure that it's actually a tournament instead of just meaningless games where people just run out 30 players and it's like 54 to 6 and then there's like that's not a warm-up game they're actually going to be competitive this year and I don't think teams really care about winning the whole thing but they've definitely got more of a drive to play some better footy than we have seen in the past in trials you know I also like that they've got St. Helens over here obviously they have to be here for the World Cup Challenge but I like how they've kind of incorporated it into the preseason. um I'd actually like to see more of that in future pre-seasons, see some of the Super League teams come over. It's quite, it's almost like a post-season thing for them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I'd like to see some of them come over, see how they do against the NRL talent because it's one thing we don't get to see that often, how good the Super League is mm. compared to the NRL. Well, what do you... what like? This is what I was thinking about the other day. What do you reckon if they brought in... How many Super League teams are there? There are 12, I believe. 12? So what if they brought in, like, 
it wouldn't work now, obviously, because I got the Dolphins. But what if they what if they brought over like all these English teams, and it was just a tournament of like NRL versus Super League, and it's like every team has a matchup, and they go through a draw. It's almost similar to the, to the Nines. I think everyone would get up for that. Yeah. Um, especially especially in Australia, or if they held it in England one year, I'm sure it'd be a pretty pretty well-watched event around the world. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we know a lot of our talent um, goes over there, whether that be for money reasons, whether they can't find, find a spot here. But um, I actually think the top teams in the Super League... They're very could, good. Yeah, they're, they're better than people, people think. Obviously, people look at the World Cup, look at the England team and see some of the players that um, maybe they haven't heard of before, guys like Jack Wellsby, Sam Tompkins, those type of guys. And, um, yeah, I, I, I just think those types of players can compete with NRL players. Yeah, I'm, well, not, I'm not sure how good some of the bottom teams would be in the Super League. I think it's relatively the same teams dominate most years. Yeah. Like, um, St. Helens, Leeds are usually up there. Um, Wigan are usually very good. I think it can get a little bit stagnant like that, but I'd love, I'd love to see the NRL and the Super League do like a, a mini collab tournament. But but we can't sit here and act like it isn't the same in the NRL. Like you know, Roosters, South, Penrith, um. Sharks, Cowboys are basically going to dominate this year. You know, Para's always going to be up there. So, you know, like, the Storm, the Storm, when was the last time they missed the eight, bro? Have they even ever missed the eight? Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, we can't sit here and act like we don't have the same structure where the Tigers have missed 11 straight finals. You know, the Titans probably won't make the finals. You know, the Warriors are always in limbo. Like, you always have basically the same four, five, six teams every year and then it's two people filling in the seven or eight spot. Yeah, no, 100% the NRL are the same. Um, I don't watch a lot of Super League myself. I, I can't say I do, but um, I think outside maybe the top four teams, the rest may not be so competitive. Yeah. Because I was looking at some of the squads the other day. Leeds were fifth and they're the team I support in the Super League. Yeah if I were to watch it. And they have a lot of talent that just weren't making NRL teams that are starting and they were fifth in the Super League. But obviously Super League is a different thing. You can be good in the Super League, not play so well in the NRL. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say Jackson Hastings was bad last year. He was obviously good, but he was man of steel yeah. in the Super League, yeah. if you know yeah. what I mean. So I think some of the top teams will compete and I, I think it'd be a very... I know I just said compete, but competitive as yeah. in like they'd go against each other. Yeah. Or maybe they could make like a Super League All-Stars team to come out, something like that, yeah. have another All-Star game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of All-Star games. Ideas you can come up with, City vs. Country as well, could come back. But now going back to the Maori vs. Indigenous thing, maybe you have, instead of it being smack bang in the middle of the first week of trials, like you put it aside for a, a week or two and then maybe you have like similar to how they had the international round this year they got like maori all-stars versus indigenous all-stars and then they do like super league all-stars versus nrl all-stars and they have like all these all-star teams that 
they can run a full weekend of just like exhibition games, really get the fans up for it. I reckon that could be something we see in the future, to be honest. So kind of just like a rep round. Yeah, but before the season, so... Because I find rep round in the middle of the season can derail a lot of teams if... If, because we know the Tonga boys and the Samoan boys really get up for it, right? And the Papua New Guineans, all these teams get up for it and they're ready to rip in. So the fact that mid-season any team could get an injury to someone like a Jerome Luai at Brantor or, or a Stephen Cryan or a Joseph Suwali, like it puts their season at risk of losing a number. I think it's safer to do it before the season, a certain amount of weeks before the season. So even any niggles, little niggles and stuff they can fix up, get worked on, and then they're back. So I reckon we need to make like an all-star weekend instead of a rep round. Yeah, I think so too. Obviously, state of origin will stay mid-season, but I was definitely going to say that. Have it before the season starts. Not kind of like as a warm-up, but like you said, just to so teams' seasons don't get flipped upside down. Like Look at look at this Indigenous All-Stars team. you got Latrell Mitchell. He gets injured. That's... A big portion of South's team, even though they've got Blake Taft to replace him. Jack White would be a massive loss. Hines would be a massive loss. Walker would be a massive loss. You just can't have it in the middle of the season. I think if they had it in the middle of the season, teams would refuse to let their players yeah. play in the All-Star game. And I think we've seen that yeah. Yeah, in recent times. And that would just bring the quality of the game down and then Rhett Round just wouldn't be as popular yeah, or supported. No. I agree, but I'm keen as to watch this game because they always give us a good show, the two All-Star squads. So, I'm, I'm going Indigenous. You're, I'm going Maori. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll whack something up on the Instagram, Strictly Footy Pod. If you don't follow, go follow it right now. Vote on the poll that we're going to put up. Who do you reckon is going to win this one? I reckon Indigenous might win it. 13 plus. If I was a 13 betting, plus. If I was Ooh. a betting man, 13 plus. I go Maori 1 to 12. I, I don't know. I feel like they'll kind of keep it close for the fans. Like, they know it's not that serious. But it is, but it is serious, like, for the... They get really into yeah. it because they're yeah. representing their culture. They're two very, very proud cultures. Yeah. I can't wait to see the Harker and the... What's, what's the dance called? I'm not sure. Indigenous it's, Indigenous it, it's, it's good to say. They're the tribal dance. is awesome. Yeah. But... I think the fact that they do take it so seriously, the NRL needs to put it on more of a showcase instead of just chucking it in the middle of trials at 3.45pm. Yeah, 3.45 is a terrible time. Make it a statement game. Like, everyone... I promise you, no one is going to sit down and be like, I can't wait to watch Dragons St. Helens. They're all going to be watching this game. Guarantee. But it's good that they don't have it on at the same time as another trial game. So you can kind of watch both. But yeah. I definitely at least would have had the All-Star game as the the main game that day, the yeah, 7.30 sure game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't really understand it from the NRL at all. Neither do I. Because you're playing it in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. People are going to be out doing stuff with their day. Yeah. It should be the night game, the 7.30 game. Exactly. I'm with you on that one. So I'm back in Indigenous, and you're back in Maori, yeah? That's how we're going. All right. Moving away from uh, the All-Star game, we're going to move into the Bulldogs, who have recently announced their captains. So I think I saw... So I know Raymond Fatale Mariner is now the club captain. I'm very surprised by that. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Burton and Marnie are the on-field captains. Now, I know they have a six-man leadership group, 
Uh, I think, well, I know that Adokar is a part of that. Um, who else was it? Was it Luke Thompson and someone else? I have a feeling it was like, here we go. It's Kikau, Fox, Max oh. King, Burton, Raymond Fatella, Mariner, and Reed Marnie. I, not bad choices if you're going to have a uh, six-man uh, captain's group. I don't like captain's groups. Neither. I think you should have one captain, and at most, if you're going to have less, a co-captain. I agree. I don't, I, I don't even think a co-captain is necessary. Neither do I, but at most, yeah. if you're going to have 100%. a second step down, you have a co-captain. I think... Mm-hmm. You just need one leader on the field. If you're trying to listen to five or six blokes, it's 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 basically it's almost half the team. Well, the way I see it is Fatal and Marin is not gonna play eighty minutes. So they're gonna need Burton and Reed Marnie to be out there as co captains when he's not on. But in that case, why don't you just give it to Marnie or Burton as the captain and then Raymond Fatala Mariner is, is a co-captain? I don't understand why you have a non-80-minute player as your captain because Tedesco, Yo, and Cleary are both 80-minute players. Uh, you got a ton, right? I would have handed the case to Burton. If I'm being honest, They've. It's this is Burton's team at the moment. It's Burton's team. He uh, brought them, I mean, they didn't make the eight, but he brought them most of their success last year. He was brilliant. They've re-signed him on big money for a long time. He's now their kicker as well. I would have just given him the captaincy as well. Yeah. To really solidify himself as the leader of this team, which I think he is. Look, I understand it because Fatala Mariner is the longest-serving Bulldog once Josh Jackson retired, I believe. So, I do understand it. Uh, he's kind of the heart and soul of the club at the moment and all the fans love him, but I would have made him a co-captain. And I I was saying it should have been Red Marnie because he's going to be on... He normally plays 80 minutes as a hooker. Um, so, I was saying it should have been Red Marnie. He's right in the middle. He can direct everything. Burns kind of on the edge as a six. I think you're more inclined to make a seven uh, captain over a six. Yep. 100% with you there. Um, I, I, look, they were saying Ado Carr was leading the race for captaincy, and I know the Fox is like, everyone loves playing with him, right? Senior player, of course. Yeah, but you can't have a winger as your captain. Exactly. Because they can't... How is he going to direct? Yeah, he can't deliver any messages into the middle of the field. Exactly. And say something happens on the other side of the field, how is he going to run across for a captain's challenge? Yeah, exactly. He, he, he probably didn't see... Well, he, he saw what happened, but he doesn't get that good view of it. He's not right there. He's yeah. on the complete opposite side of the field. Yeah. I don't know why you'd make your winger a captain or a player that doesn't play 80 minutes. 100%. I think it should have been Burton or Marnie. If you give it to Burton, he can build enough for the future. But also, I think it's a little bit too much responsibility for him, considering the offensive load that he has to carry. Um, again, I'm happy that... Fatala Mariner was the captain. I just question whether you do that for an eighty-minute, whether you do that for a non-eighty-minute forward. I don't think so. I don't like the decision. Um, it's not. It's not a bad one. He's obviously a good leader. He hasn't played a lot of footy lately. He's, like you said, the longest-serving bulldog. But yeah, if you're not on the field for eighty minutes, 
I don't know why you'd want to switch captains around mid-game. And like, like we said before, I think you just need a captain. I don't think you need a whole leadership group. Well, we saw with the Tigers last year, they had, what, seven, six or seven? Six, six, I think it was. Group, and it didn't work. Was it a leadership group or was there like a solid captain so or was it different each way? How did that work? It was similar to this. It, Tamo was the captain. Tamo was the outright captain, I believe. And then it was like Dewey, um, Dewey, oh, actually, was it? Was it Dewey? Because he was out injured. But I think it was like Dewey, Brooks, Peachy was in there somewhere. Hastings? Here we go. It was Tamo, Dewey, Brooks, Peachy, and Mamalo. And, I mean, everyone was laughing at the club. Like, why do you have five captains? But... The Bulldogs have got six. It's just fun to pick on the Tigers. Yeah, I know. It's very fun to pick on the Tigers. And it cuts deep, bro. That's why I'm not having it. <laughs> That's why I'm not having it, bro. But it, Yeah. It, even when you're not trying to make fun of the Tigers, like, I think I had them ninth in my first draft as, as my NRL, of my NRL ladder predictions, and yeah. you thought I was trolling, but yeah. well, just legitimately had them there. Again, that, bro, that... Cuts cuts all my wounds back open, bro. They've been sealed up because we finished 12th and last. So, we're not finishing 9th again. I'd rather us finish 17th than finish 9th. Um, the Dogs recruiting. Now, they've got their captaincy sorted. But they've been doing a bit of recruiting. Dom Young, two of the facilities. And obviously, they've picked up Young uh, Ola. Olaupu, I think that's how they said it. Olaupu. Olaupu. I'm happy to be corrected if that's wrong, but I want to talk about Dom Young first. Where are they getting all this money from? I don't know. A few years ago, they were in... They had salary cap problems. When they were bottom of the table, I remember they had problems with their salary cap. They were struggling to fit. I remember Luke Thompson was being thrown around a little bit, mm. and suddenly they just got money from nowhere. I don't really understand it, because think about who they've let off the books. Like, who? Josh Jackson. Like, I, I don't know where they're getting this money from. I don't understand it either. And they've obviously, they've signed stars like Crichton. They've re-signed Burton on a bigger deal. Well, we saw that thing the other day. That they, they didn't even break even. They needed like $5.8 million or something to be able to break even from their sponsor. Uh-huh. And there were a lot of comments on that saying that it will affect the club long term. I think yeah. Gus is a very win-now kind of guy. And... Yeah. I think if they don't win in the next few years, their premiership window is quite probably the next five years. If they can't do that, I think the club will struggle. Yeah. Well, again, they signed just money wise. They've signed Burton for five years, was it? Five year extension yep. to twenty twenty seven. Four year, five year. Crichton's four years. Kickouts three, I think. Um, Marnie as well. Four. They signed. Can I just say, I don't understand why they need Dom Young. Neither do I. I don't know this obsession about moving quality wingers into centre. Well, Kiraz can... I think he'd be a good centre. But they've already got... They've got Alamotti coming up, right? They've signed Bronson Sherry for 2024. Yeah. Um, Skelton. Skelton's obviously there. Um, Avarillo is going to have to move into the centers once Crichton comes. I mean, I think he's going to play center this year anyway because Hayes Perham looks to have got the fullback jersey. Yeah. I don't understand 
why they need another winger. They're not going to use one of them for depth. I don't. I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand. So, how do they want to line up? They want to go, what? Fox with with Dom Young or just yeah? These? I'm saying. I'm saying they want to go Perham Fox. No, sorry, Crichton Fox. Is this with Dom Young? Yeah, Karaz, Cherry, Young. Is that what they want to do? I think so, and Avarillo would either play 7 or 14, I guess. Or be like, go. Well, he's not going to play 7, because like, we're going to talk about in a minute, that they've just paid 500000 for, and he hasn't even played an NRL game yet. Like, I don't think it's 500000 a year. No, they paid yeah. the release fee, yep. like we paid for Bateman. Yeah. But then again, what did we pay for Bateman? 400 k yeah, four hundred k for a, for an English rep, Italian second row of the year, and they paid five hundred k for a, for a bloke as And I'm not knocking him, saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying it's a lot of it's a lot of money for someone who's never played first grade football. He's never played first grade football, but he was ranked the number one Australian school junior. I think it was twenty twenty one. So obviously he's got a lot of potential and he is a halfback if I stand corrected which is exactly what I think they need mm. from now yeah, on yeah. just just a quality halfback obviously Kyle Flanagan will be there this year I believe uh, whether he locks down that jersey or not so completely up to his form but he's got the team to do it I think this year he just needs to find that Roosters form I think I think we could end up seeing Burton shift to seven and Avarillo maybe drops into the six. <clears throat> See, I don't think they would do that, even if Flanagan was a little bit mm. poor this season. I still don't think they'd move Avarillo back into the halves. I know I just said he might have to play seven if they sign Dom Young and then bring in Bronson Cherry like they have and play Alamotti. What are they going to do with Alamotti? I don't know. They're going to lose one to Alamotti and Skelton. Isn't that, wasn't that both of our breakout picks? Yeah. They're going to lose one of them because neither of them are going to sit there. So, say they end up getting Dom Young, right? And they got Karaz and Bronson Cherry. They're not... These two blokes... I mean, Alamotti's only kind of young. So, if Cherry doesn't work out, I'd say he, he probably still gets his chance. But Skelton will want out. And he'll find first grade opportunity. Like the dude had forty two tackle breaks in six games. I don't know. Seven tackle breaks a game. over a eight, decent seven or eight. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Over like a decent um what's the word I'm looking for? Uh like he didn't just play one game and have seven, oh, seven um, tackle breaks. Yeah, it's I can't think of the word, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It's like a sample size. Yeah. Sample size. Yeah. Nah, I think he looks good too. He looks really, really good. Alamotti looks really, really good. He's a big hard runner. He may even end up as a second rower. Um, I just don't see how they fit all this talent into their team. Neither do I. And obviously, they're going after Spencer Lenu as well. I can understand signings like that. The, 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 if they upgrade their pack or they're going for a seven, that's fine. I just don't see the need for any more outside backs. Well, they've got their seven, haven't they? Carl Olaupu. If he plays. If he plays, but like, I don't think you get chucked straight into the seven jersey. Yeah, neither do I, but he's 18 years old. 18 years old, I think they said. So, you know, you never know what happens this year if they decide to bring him up, if he's playing well in Cup or Flag or whatever, whatever they're putting him in. Harold Matt's SG ball, probably SG ball. He'll probably play. Obviously, the last few um, players that have got their chance at 17, sorry. 18, 19 years old uh, have done well. Sam Walker, Ezra Mam, 
Swali at 17, did he play? Was very good. Yeah, he did. So the the teams that have given the chance to their to their younger players have seen very big upside. I agree, and I think you know if if the time comes where you know say Flanagan goes down with an injury or something, he's I think he's going to play. I think he's the next in line too. Who who else would they shift there? Avarillo, but I I don't. I, I I think I think they're going to play him in the centers this year. I think he's going to stick there. Yeah. I think he'll be either be their long term center or he'll be let go when Crichton comes to fit like a Dom Young or a Bronson Cherry or something like that. They're in a bit of a sticky situation now. Allow Poo, what, they paid 500k for him. I'm not exactly sure. But I think they signed him for four years. So he comes over now and they signed him for four years. So he's going to move over here. It's, gonna be, it's, it's an interesting fit. It's an interesting fit for the dogs. And, I mean, obviously, I saw the the mole saying, like, he's the next big thing. He's the next big seven. He could steal the, steer the Bulldogs around, basically. Do you put that much pressure on a guy that's only 18 years old? I think so. I think if you're 18 and maybe you don't have the best first season, say five years' time, you're still only 23. Yeah. You're still one of the young the young players of the game. Yeah. So I think just giving them time, maybe not putting the pressure on them to perform straight away, and just letting him go around. Obviously, with Burton in the halves with him, he's got a player who can kind of manage the game for him if he just wants to go out there, run around, you know, uh, be a running kind of seven, more like a Jaram Hughes type player. But, um, yeah, I, I think you do play your 18-year-olds, especially if they're this good and yeah. rated as highly as they are. And I think they kind of need him to. Well... The, the ramification that getting this guy does have is that they now have him locked up for four years. So the oldest he's going to be at the end of his deal is 22, right? Which means they can build him along with Burton and with Alamotti and with all these younger players, Crichton even. So I think Gus Gould has a lot of faith in this kid. I think he, we might see him in the lower grades to start of the year, but I think possibly at the end of this year, he could be the seventh. I don't think there's a chance that we don't see him this year because the reason he left the Broncos was because he was promised that he was going to play yeah. and they didn't play him. They didn't fulfill the promises. So for a guy to leave the club that brought him through juniors because they haven't played him yet and he's 18 years old, he's obviously very confident in himself. He's and ready. I think Gould... I don't think he would have signed with the Bulldogs if they didn't promise him he could play. Yeah, well, the thing that he does do now is that the Bulldogs have got a half. They've got their seven locked up, whether he plays this year, next year, whatever it is. I think it explains why they've dropped out of the Moses, the Moses race. race. They've saved about, what, probably $1.8 because they only paid 500000 for him. So yeah. they'll offer Moses about $1.1, $1.2. And... Obviously, Mo- Mitchell Moses would have been a great signing. I don't know whether they would have had the money. I think they'd kind of just rather build around the players they've got now. And um, obviously, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna compete with some of the other offers. Parramatta can obviously offer them a lot. The Tigers can offer Moses a lot. I think getting a young player like um, how how are we pronouncing it? Alaupu. Alaupu will definitely definitely benefit them more than paying 
overpaying for Mitchell Moses. I think it's a smart decision, to be honest, because Moses is, what, almost 30? Is he? He's yeah, like look. 20, 28, 29, 30, around that age bracket. So paying a lot for him is a win now kind of move where the dogs know that they're still kind of in limbo between building the young talent or going for the comp and obviously they do want to win the comp right so i just I, my in my opinion i think it's actually a very very smart move by the dogs and i'm knocking not knocking moses at all as a player a player but the money they saved is is a very smart move by phil gould obviously we know he's a, he's a great businessman but he also does have a lot of faith in young guys so as you said i think dropping out of the Moses race and bringing this guy in shows how much confidence they actually have in this kid and being the future seven with Burton. Yeah, I was watching some of his highlights. He, he looks like a beast. And I think if you significantly overpay for a player, like I don't think Moses is worth more than like 1.2 million or anything like that, or the ridiculous offers he's getting. Yeah. I, I don't think many NRL players are worth that at all. So not, not a knock on Moses. I think there's maybe five, maybe five to 10 players that are worth a million or more max. And I think if you completely overpay for a player and it doesn't go well, like you don't win the comp, he doesn't take you to a grand final, anything like that, I think it's a very bad business because you've got that contract for the next, what, four or five years, however however many years you give him. Yeah. And it just stunts your recruiting for the next few years yeah. that you could have put towards winning, a, putting together a grand final winning team. Yeah, well... The thing now with the dogs drip, dropping out of the Moses race is now that it's 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 a two-team race. It's a Tigers and Eels race now. I've seen a lot of reports that Moses was set to re-sign with the Eels, basically, with Dylan Brown. But on Twitter, Westlife Podcast has reported Moses has been offered 1.5 to 1.6 million per season by the Tigers. This has been heard from a current player's family member. That was their source. That is crazy money. They make him the highest paid player in the game yeah. straight away. Mm-mm-mm. I think DCA might still be higher than him. No. Yeah, I think so. DCA is not more than 1.5 million. I think he is, He's bro, not. The cap went up. He's not. I know you don't like Manly, but come on. I'm not, bro, I'm not hating on Manly. On, I'm saying bro. he might actually be Let's the highest paid player in the game. Let's take a look at this. He, he's I on a percentage. I will find out. Daily, Cherry Evans... He's on a percentage of the Contract. cap. Zero tackle, we'll have it. He's on a percentage of the cap. Zero tackle. He's on like 15% of the cap, bro. So when it went up, his, Zero tackle. his salary went up 25%. 1. 1.2. That's cap. 1.2. That's cap. 1.2. That's cap. Because it's 10 million over... 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. So average a million a season. That's cap, bro. I'm, I'm telling you. That's Not cap. cap. It is. I think Ponga might be on more than Cherry Evans as well. Maybe. But yeah, but- I think Moses outright highest paid player in the game if he does. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to knock back that money. Like, if he's knocking back 1.5 to 1.6 million, he has a lot of faith in this parity. Especially when it's the club that he started, that he started at. Yeah. Obviously, he's got the uh, Lebanese links with Dewey, Tawal, Ramanos. Ramanos now that signed him from Manly. <laughs> Brooks was um, his best mate. They were flatmates for ages. Best man in his wedding? No, that was Teddy. That was Teddy, Teddy yeah. Let's go. Yep. And um, obviously Benji, Robbie Farrow coach, mm. Tim Sheens is there mm. now. It's hard to knock back because 
with Moses, that 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 team competes. Well, we haven't seen them this year, but I think that team would compete for the Premiership. Well, I think that's a big call. That's a big call. I think they're definitely competing for top six, but I'm not with sure Mitchell Moses. Yeah, I think Mitchell Moses is a massive upgrade to Luke Brooks. Brooks is going to say though, if they do get Moses for, for, for this, I think Brooks, for this money, Brooks would become fourteen. No. Or Dewey would go to fullback, Brooks would go to six. Dewey would go to the centers. Dewey would go to the centers? Yeah. See, I don't know about Dewey at center. I do. I like him in the halves. Especially like- if he wants 900k. Oh, yeah. Well, he's got no manager now, so we don't. I don't know if that's from him or if that's from his former manager, but I think Dewey... So think about this, right? They got Dewey in the centers. They're they're looking at other op- other options, but for now they got probably Talao, Junior Tupo, Kepa Owa, Stafford right? They got another solid option to fill that other center spot. You slot Brooks into six, who was pretty good there last year, and when they switched Hastings to seven, Moses at seven, Appy at nine. It's very good. That's what I'm saying. I think they'd compete for a title. Yeah, it's it's look, I think I saw on Blake the other day. They were saying Moses is probably about eight hundred k player. I, I would agree. And the fact that eight hundred k, the fact they're offering him double that, I think is is oh, it's too much. It's too much. If the reports are true, if if the reports, the reports are true, are true. It's true. I think one point five million, one point six million, is too much for any player in the NRL, especially with today's yeah. salary cap. Yeah. Obviously, players in different leagues get paid a lot more, but the league obviously makes a lot more money. I don't think any player's worth that much. I think if it wins you a comp, great. Yeah. If it wins you a comp, it was worth it. Well, so when they were first talking about 1.1, 1.2, do you think that's way overs or do you think that's okay? Sorry, can you repeat that? So, when they were saying they were offering him 1.1 to 1.2, do you think that's way overs or do you think that's... It's it's a little bit of an overpay to get him out of para, but it's still an okay amount. It's a little bit of an overpayment to get him out of para, like you're saying, but he you need a halfback and there's not a lot of other halfbacks currently. But I want to tell you this. Going okay. around. So I, I think it would be fine to pay 1.1, 1.2. So that, that reported offer was before they put the cap up, right? Yep. So the Tigers have increased their offer by 25% as the cap's gone up 25%. So... I still I still think 1.5, 1.6 million is yeah. too much. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a lot. Money. Yeah, it's a lot. I don't, I, I don't know if any player in the comp is worth that. Not even a Turbo or a Teddy. Like, or like I said, I don't think any of them are worth that. And if this if this source is true, which this podcast did tell us that Hastings was leaving, they toured two of the facilities. They've been told that Papali'i was coming like amidst all the drama. So they're pretty reliable source. And they said apparently the Moses deal was done with Para, but now the Tigers come in with this offer and he's... Arming and arming, and obviously Shane said the other day that they're still talking to him, so it's probably just, a bit of truth in it. Just, just deep this for a second. One point six million. That's a lot. It's a lot. How, how much should Crichton sign for? Nine something. Okay, you you could almost sign. Well, not almost. You could sign two eight hundred k players with that. Two of them. Yeah. That's two lot. stars. Yeah, it's a lot. 
But you got to think really. I'd say Crichton and Moses have about the same, well, probably maybe not the same impact, but they're, they're similar level players. But you got to think, right? You got to think. The thing I would do is, is you would look at the other talent and you would go, okay, who's worth, who's worth the money that we're offering Moses? So I know Joey Manu's off contract at the end of 2024, so he can start signing deals at the end of the season, but he's not. I don't think he leaves the Roosters. I think Suali'i probably goes back to rugby after they're going to start trying to raid the comp. I don't know what other marquee player you can get apart from Moses. I don't know. I mean, you can always try and get someone out of a contract, but I just I just don't see 1.6. That's so it's much a money, lot. Bro. And I mean, you could look to the Super League. A guy like George Williams is off contracts, like we've said. Well, the thing with the Tigers is at the end of this year, they have a lot of players off contract, right? There's a lot of players off contract. People like Dane Laurie and Staines are only there for this year who... I mean, we may as well talk about what Shane said about Jarry and Buller, saying he could he could force himself into the starting one. Apparently, he's been impressing all preseason, but this is a big year for people like Laurie and Staines. And the fact that, you know, Shane's are saying that this that this Buller kid could, could leapfrog them to the number one jersey, uh, I don't know how good that what's their chances of getting another deal at the club which I hope they do because I think Laurie and Staines have a lot of upside I think they do too I've I've never heard of Jerome Buller but obviously if with the upside of Staines and Laurie if Sheens is already saying that he could leapfrog them he's obviously good um, he had seven tries in 20 games in Jersey Flag last year I think that was their yeah. undefeated team possibly yeah that um, had Rua all those type of guys and it's, it's it's a really tough one because do you do you prioritize extending them, mm. or do you prioritize bringing in a marquee guy for a lot of money? Yeah, well, this is a big year for Laurie and Staines, like I said, because they're playing for a contract, right? You look around the comp, the Titans are good at fullback. The Knights, depending how Miller goes this year, maybe they look at Laurie or Staines. The Raiders are good at fullback. The Dogs may... Well, the Dogs are good at fullback because they got Crichton now. Penrith good at fullback. Roosters are good at fullback. Rabbits are good at fullback. Sharks, maybe if Kennedy isn't that good, but they got Dykes, so I'd say they're pretty good at fullback. Cowboys are sweet. Um, Para, sweet. Like, there's not really any more room for another fullback. Broncos have got Walsh long-term. Maybe the Warriors look at one of them. If CNK... Yeah, possibly. There's not much of a market. I agree. I'm agreeing with you there, but like I said, maybe maybe you just have to look to Super League or younger talent. Like I know he's not a fullback, but guys like Dean Mariner are killing it in uh, reserve grade and the uh, junior system. Obviously, we'll look to sign somewhere else now because Stags and Herbie Farmworth have been re-signed. Yeah. Uh, you got a guy that we have in our future stars post, uh, Keanu Keeney, is behind Jaden Campbell and Brimson, yeah. and is in the top ten for juniors in the in the country so maybe you look to guys like that like young stars that have been ranked well but just won't get a chance at their club and are going to be looking for clubs to give them a chance i think it'll be interesting to see this kid play in trials i really want to have a go at him i know they had logan dillon there last year as well which i haven't heard much about him now so i don't know if he's still at the club or he was really good wasn't he he was solid in that trial game but yeah i think you know sheens is not scared to put young blokes in and if this buller 
kid comes out and lights it up in the trials, I reckon there's probably a heavy chance you could see him at one in round one. I think so too. I think they're all challenging for it. I don't think any of them have done enough to lock down. Well, Staines obviously hasn't played for Tigers. Yeah. Bull hasn't debuted. Laurie has, but I don't think he did enough last year to lock down the jersey. I don't think he was poor by any means. Yeah. But I don't think he's locked it down. I think those three are all going at it. At training, trials, every game is going to be a competition for the one jersey. I think that's good for the club. It's great for the club. To have... have uh, competition for different yeah. jerseys. Well, the thing last year was a lot of players were comfortable in knowing the fact that they weren't going to get dropped because there wasn't a lot of depth around those positions. There was a lot of, like... There wasn't a lot, to be honest. Like, Laurie couldn't get dropped because who were they going to put a fullback? Stafford Tower? But he was the starting centre, so they're not going to switch around their whole back line just to drop Laurie. Like, it wasn't going to happen. Yep, I agree with you. So, I think it's good for the Tigers. I think they're going to benefit off that for this year and I'm really excited to watch this kid play I, I'm probably 99% sure he will be there against the Warriors in the in the first trial game okay I thought you were about to say round one no and I was going to be like wow that's 99% no, I'm pretty sure he will probably be the starting fullback in that game because they did say a lot a lot of um, first team players won't play and they won't they'll miss the first trial game and they'll start bringing them in towards the second the end of trials I will, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure we'll see this kid play against the Warriors. He'll definitely play in trials, especially if he's being dubbed by Tim Shanes as an option for fullback. You you have to put him in. You have to see yeah. how he goes. And uh, most of the young guys get their chance in mm. trials first. Yeah. And usually it's just, a, okay, here's a trial game. You probably won't play in the season, but it'll be a big one. Especially yeah. in the Tigers team, I think a lot of players are going to be playing for four positions for the starting role, especially centers and fullbacks for yeah. you guys. Well, we were talking a bit about you know how they maybe move in twenty twenty four, and if they bring someone else in to play fullback in that market, they were looking at Herbie Farmworth to bring in to play fullback. I remember seeing an offer they were looking at about seven to eight hundred for Herbie Farmworth, who is now reportedly extended at Brisbane. We saw that on mixed rugby chat. Yep, and, and um, it may be announced. Yeah, maybe announced in coming weeks that he will resign. Significant pay cut for him to stay in Brisbane. I like to see the loyalty in the game. Yeah. They, they gave him his chance, and I, I guess he maybe wants to stay a one club player. I'm not sure, but at least for now he's staying at Brisbane. And I like how players are willing to take pay cuts to play a position that maybe they don't want to stay in for their whole career because obviously he's talked about wanting to play fullback. He's going to be staying in the centres. He may get a shot at fullback if things don't go well with Walsh. And, um, yeah, just great to see loyalty in the game. I think the Broncos are really... It's a big it's a big retainment because they're building a really nice squad over there. And he's still young. So that he's got a lot of upside, a lot of potential. The way I look at it, though, is... Do you pay him that much money and let someone like Dan Mariner leave? Because what happens with him now that Farmworth and Stags are locked down for quite a long time? I don't mind it because obviously Farmworth is still young. I probably would have given Mariner a shot over Stags, especially saying as that's Mariner's side as well. Because I don't think Stags has fulfilled 
the potential that he has. He's got massive potential, the way he plays. But I think keeping Herbie over Mariner isn't a bad option because Herbie was great last year. He's somewhat yeah. proven in the NRL now, yeah. whereas Mariner has only played two games. And he is a good young prospect, but do you, do you get rid of a, a proven solid center for that? I don't know, and that's the question you've got to ask, right? Because teams are going to come hunting for him. The Dolphins have already come out. I'm sure the Tigers will probably be looking to bolster up their centers. Like, teams will be coming for him. The Titans will probably inquire about him. I think teams will get him. Yeah, most likely. I mean, the Broncos aren't going to want to pay him the money that he wants. He's going to want quite a bit of money, I think. You know, even people like Manly, teams like Manly, maybe... If I would the, take Dean Marino any day. If the Garrick experiment doesn't work and they push him back out to the wing, they probably have a look at him. So he's got options, and I just don't know. Like, Brisbane have so many young guns that they're going to have to lose some. And I know they lost um, Alaupu, obviously, but, yeah, I think Marino, he's probably having a look at the situation right now. Like, okay, what's, what's my future at Brisbane, and do I start looking elsewhere for opportunities to start and really become a stud? I think he needs to look elsewhere. Um, another option might even be the Warriors because he yeah. is f- from Auckland, I believe. Uh, I know he can play for Queensland, but he'll have to make that decision when he gets in the NRL whether he chooses origin in Australia or New Zealand. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of teams, like you said, that are going to be looking for him and he's going to be looking for other clubs because I think he's too good to leave out of, of an NRL side. Like obviously, yeah. there's you don't want to switch around your team too much, which is probably why he doesn't have an option. Too many teams are comfortable with having decent centers; they don't want to replace him. But like you said, I think teams like, especially the Titans, even the, Para. the Dolphins, Para, most teams would be happy to have a guy like Dan Mariner on their team. Yeah, I agree. In the two games he did play last year, I would think he was pretty impressive. I know he he still. Not as polished as an NRL footballer, but that's expected for someone who's 18, 19 years old come, coming in to an NRL side. Like, he's not going to look like the best player on the field. Um, but no, he was very solid. He showed glimpses. He's very quick. Light on his feet. He looks he looks very good. He looks very good. And I think the fact that they've brought back Farmworth now shows that the Broncos are committed to this Farmworth stag center pairing. So Mariner's going to have a look basically at where he could end up. I think just the fact that both their centres are signed until um, 2025 is just... Unless Herbie's going to move to fullback when if Walsh doesn't go well or yeah. if Staggs moves to six like he was going to a few years ago or second row or something, then he'll get his chance. I think he'll stick it out this year. Just yeah. see what happens with the team, and then I think he'll be able to negotiate. I'm just going to have a look at his contract real quick. Um, I think he should start negotiating with other teams now because I don't think Stags or Farmworth are bad enough to drop. No, they're not. And, you know, Stags got picked for New South Wales last year. Like, You're not going to go and drop a state of origin representative Santa Aya, no matter the form that he's in. He's not going to get dropped. So, for me, I just think that the team's going to be looking at this kid looking at this kid at the end of the season and they're going to be offering big money for him I reckon and I think the Broncos probably run the risk of losing him I think so too especially if he has another stellar year in Queensland Cup they were they said he was the best centre junior in Queensland um, I just think that's too much to 
to kind of, if he does it two years in a row, it's going to be very hard to keep him out of the team or if he's not in the team. Is there a possibility they loan him? Like similar to what Storm did with Harry Green? Yeah. Maybe, but like... You don't see it a lot in the NRL. Yeah, but you've got to think what position do the Broncos desperately need to fill to the point where they would loan him out. Because the Tigers needed a nine, so they gave Momorowski to the Storm. Yeah. Like, I don't see it as an option. Like what, what? So they got Carrigan, Haas, Flegler. Maybe, maybe to get a nine back. But who would be willing to offer him, offer us good nine? Like they got Moser there anyway. I don't. I doubt we see a loan. And I doubt Mariner will commit to a loan. I think he wants to go play starting footy, consistent footy, and he doesn't want to go back to Brisbane after one year, showing how good he is, and sitting back in Q Cup. Yeah, no. I, I... It's just a tough one. It's a tough position to be in because here he signed until 2024. Obviously, you can get out of that, especially if your club's not playing you. But I don't think Broncos will want to lose him or let him go. And I doubt they let him talk because even with Olaupu, Olaupu, I know I keep getting it wrong, they didn't let him talk to Redcliffe. Yeah. He wasn't allowed to talk to Redcliffe. I don't think he's allowed to talk to Titans either. Brisbane will not want one of their juniors going to a rival club. I'll put something on the table. How much do you reckon he's going to want? 300 to 400 maybe? 250, 300? I guess it depends how long the deal is. If he signs for five years, he's not going to pay on 250k until he's yeah. 24 years old. So I think he'll just want maybe a two-year deal, 300, 400k. I don't think he'll ask for too much, especially seeing as he's unproven. And... Penrith. Yeah. Mm. I, I I still think he would he wouldn't ask for too much. I don't think he, he thinks he's worth six hundred K or Penrith. anything like that yet. Penrith could get this kid. I agree. And they're set again, they're set again. I, I think he's exactly like Stephen Crichton. I think it's a scary side. If, if Penrith have enough cap to operate with and they can pick this guy up on the low for really cheap. He's not going to reject that. He's not going to reject that because he's going to go win comps. He's going to win comps and play finals footy at start every week. Like, I was saying to you the other day, he'd be a great pickup for Penrith. Yeah. After Farmworth sign. We are both asking what's going to happen with Dean Mariner. Penrith need a centre on that side and he's basically a younger Stephen Crichton the kid's the kid's good he needs to play he needs to play NRL footy because he's too good to be rotten in Q Cup I know he's only 19 but you need Bronson Cherry debuted at 18 you've seen all these centres debut really really young Stags debuted young we need I need I need to see him starting every week bro I need to see it. I want to see it too because obviously when I did, when I was looking through Queensland Cup players, Australian schoolboy players, Dean Mariner was one of the first ones that actually caught my eye and I, I kind of turned into a Dean Mariner supporter. I kind of support, I, I want him to do well and I think Penrith would be the best club. It was the most fitting club actually as well for him right now mm. and I think they'd give it to him as well. That Unless... They usually keep within their own juniors. But if they could sign a player like Dean Mariner, I think he'd do very well, especially with Cleary right next to him on that edge. So, well, he's got Liam Martin, Toto outside him. 
He's got he'll have the tools to become an insane player. Scary. And obviously, only 19, he's going to be another one of those guys that isn't going to cost, I don't think, too much. Yeah, because he's not demanding that type of... Like Joseph Sawali was. Like he, everyone called him like the game's next big thing. Debuted at 17. He got an exception to debut at 17. He's not yeah. going to be on big money straight away. And I think Penrith will like that. The Broncos should be scared about their youngsters, especially people like Willison, Mariner. They they should they should be taking extra good care to make sure these guys don't go anywhere. If if they don't play Moser this year, Moser could look elsewhere as well. Yeah, I doubt they don't, but I doubt they don't. I would hope that they put well, put the Walters bias. All depends on the Walters bias. And put Moser, even if he starts at fourteen. Put him in somewhere in that squad, please. Like, the bloke is being compared to Cameron Smith. How can you not have him in your squad? Well, because Billy Walters. Oh, bro. And but people are talking about putting Hetherington there, Corey Pache there. What? No one's talking about Moser. Kobe Hetherington at nine. Yes, I've seen that. Have you not seen... Bo, the guys are forward now. Yeah, I, I know. He's a lock. Yeah, he, he's not a nine, bro. He's going to be the, the game's biggest nine. Huh? He's going to be giant at nine. Oh, right. I, I thought you were saying he's going to be like one of the best nines. No. Yeah, I was going to, yeah. I don't, giant. I don't think he's a nine either, but I've seen people put Kobe Hetherington above Corey, um, sorry, above Blake Moser and Corey Pesh. Bro, what? Hang on. You ha- you're telling me you haven't seen that? No. Really? Bro, that, that can't happen. I'm telling you right now, that can't happen. It can't happen. You have to play Moser. Yeah, you have to. I don't understand how the Broncos could not. They've even got people like Palacia that still aren't getting stars. Bro, Hetherington is 95 kilos. He's not playing hooker. He's not playing hooker. He's almost 100 kilos now. He better not. No chance he does, bro. No chance. Do they have Moses? No, they don't have any info on him. There's there's no way Hetherington's playing hooker, bro. I'm sorry. Like, maybe when he was younger, yeah, playing about hooker. But, like, 95 kilos is a bit ridiculous for someone to play hooker. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But I just... It's Moser or bust, bro. It's Moser or bust. I... Like, honestly. If they had a top five nine or a top ten nine I'd understand alright Blake Moses is only 18 give him time to no, they don't. get into it they don't maybe play him at 14 but they don't I think nine was one of their weaker positions last year give the chance to your young guy that's been compared to Cameron Smith you need to it's not I don't think it should be a hard decision no neither but apparently it is. Um, we've seen we've seen bias in the NRL before. I, I, I don't want to say it's only bias because Billy Walters wasn't horrible last year. I'm not going to say it was. But we've seen this same thing with Brad and Jake Arthur. Mm. Dylan Brown was one of the best sixes last year. Yeah, then they put him into center. And they put him at center for like three games and played Jake Arthur at halfback. Oh, no, six. What was he thinking? What? <laughs> I can't, I can't put it to anything more than bias. Bro. What because was... he wasn't outstanding when he played before that. Why are you... Bro, that killed Dylan Brown's form. I remember that. They put him there against the Cowboys and they just got torn up. They had nothing. I know this is a bit of an off-topic off topic thing, but remember the Cowboys-Titans game we watched and they put David Fafeda at centre? 
Oh, do I? Remember, we were, we were looking for a multi to put on, and we didn't know whether to vault, um, go for Cowboys oh. or Titans to win, because I think Cowboys had a few out. Yes. Maybe was through like, Origin period yeah. or something. Yeah. And they put David Fader at center. Was he, like, lined up there as a four-weight? I could have found this, bro. You, he did. He, start, he started at second row. And then we were like, yeah, no, we're going Cowboys. And then Cowboys ended up... Or was it Sharks? No, it was Cowboys. And then Cowboys, um, I think it ended up winning like 46 to 6. And everyone was like, why on earth did they put David Fafita at center? But did he start there? He started there. Right, I'm telling you, up. there was an injury before the game. Hold no, up, I'll hold find up, it. Hold up, hold up, hold up, bro. I'm going to find it. That's ludicrous. I'm you, David Fafita started at center. Bro, that game. Bro, how does this guy still have a job? When was Origin? I'm I'm finding it, bro. Thirty-two six. It'll be this one, round thirteen, surely. Yeah, surely it's this one. Teamless. 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 Bro, was it? No, no, it's not Masters there, bro. Bro, I'm telling you. No, I'm telling you, David Vader started at center. You're delusional. I'm not delusional. You are. I'm not delusional. This happened. No, bro. This happened. I'm telling you. All right, find another game. This happened. No, no. I'm just come on. David. Bro, the fact that they do that is like, what on earth are the Titans doing? Look, huh? David Fafita switched to centers against the Cowboys, paid big dividends on Saturday night, but for the wrong team. <laughs> he did. I'm telling you, NRL.com is screwing is up it, and thinking, oh, he's a master. 23rd of April. 23rd of April. 23rd of April, bro. That's like, what, first couple of rounds of last year? All right, hold up. I'll go back and find it. I'm telling you, I'm not delusional. Bro, I'm going to find it. I just chill out. Yeah, here we go. 30 to 4. It's this one. Cuz. You've got to say this. Cuz. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> Bro. Oh. So, Dylan Brown and David Fafita both played center last Bro, year. Bro, times were a mess. Look, Asako's a fullback. Yeah, he played a lot of fullback last year. Because so, Campbell got injured, right? Yep. Oh, bro. Wow. I can see why Titans miss the finals now. Because we earth? almost went... We, we were thinking, all right, because it's only round seven. Cowboys weren't, like, proven. They weren't kicking it yet. Yeah. Like, they were doing okay. Yeah. But um, better than what we expected. But we were like, oh, mate, dude, what on- we, we've got our try scores. Do we go Titans or Cowboys? I'm just dumbfounded, And then bro. we saw that and we're like, yeah, we're going Cowboys. Oh, I'm dumbfounded. <sighs> Seriously, you know, that reminds me of what we were watching last night when Matt Gillette played six. Oh, my God. That Ben Hunt on the bench and Matt Gillette played six. We are watching a Manly Broncos 2011 yeah. quarter. No, prelim. Yeah. Prelim final. Matt Gillette was playing six because Darren Lockyer was out. That's horrendous. That's horrendous. There's been some terrible positions. Was, that, was Wayne Bennett coaching that team? He was. No. Sure? 2011? No, he would no, have been Dragons. Not. Dragons no, or not. Knights. Yeah, Dragons or yeah. Knights. So who was that coach that has pulled that? You want to have a look? Yeah, have a look. What other players have like, played ridiculous positions? Gutho, Senna, Origin. Don't get me started on that. There's bro. always that one. Uh, Jake even playing Origin. No, I'm joking. Come on. I'm joking, bro. Come on, bro. I'm joking. Jake is a legend of the game. Yeah, you can't even find it. But Matt Gillette was starting at center. I just want to know who the coach was, to be honest. But um, 2011. I'm still dumbfounded. Fafita, they said he's going to re-sign with the Titans now. I thought he was going to Canberra. 
Uh, yeah, he toured the uh, Canberra facilities, but he he was supposed to re-sign with the Titans. We saw it was <laughs> Brazy. Of course, it was Anthony Griffin. Well, of course, that's why Ben Hunt wasn't playing. Uh, I think that's why Jack Bird's gonna start at six this year because he's exactly the same player. Anyway, let's talk <laughs> about that. Bro. No, 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 hang, hang on. What, what were we just on? We were talking about Matt Gillett playing six. And David no, no, no. playing center. While and I was searching up the, the David Fafita going back to oh Gold yeah, Coast, yeah okay. should have gone to Canberra. So, we saw that he re-signed with the Titans, and obviously a lot of people put it out early, but he hasn't yet. Yeah, Nothing's hasn't. been confirmed. No. And we had a NRL legend come out the other day. I don't remember who it was. Was it Lazarus? That said, "Mate, what do you? The Titans hasn't worked out. Yeah, it's time for Canberra. It was. Yeah, it was." You're right. And I think I think that actually might get into his head a bit because I would sign for Canberra if I was to have a fader. Well, it why? just depends on what money they're offering. Yeah. He's well, obviously why? on 1.2 or something right now. Something like that. 1.1 million a year. Well, Whitehead's getting old so they're going to need a second rower to come in and fill those shoes. But and they won't just that. hand him the ball the whole time and okay. expect him to yeah. run the whole field yeah. like the Titans do. But regardless of that, bro, I want to talk about the fact that we're going to see Jack Bird starting at six after he's fully moulded into this second row lock centre. We were talking about this the other day. He's played fullback, centre, six. I think he played seven one game. He played nine, second row and lock and 14. Just All last year. You need to stop moving your players around. Okay, to pick a position for them, let them grow into it. Ridiculous, bro. Let them grow into it, and then just develop them there. I know Jack Burr can play a lot of positions, but pick one for him. Let yeah. let him ease into a position. Let your team get into a bit of routine with the same guys on one edge and the same guys starting. Otherwise, you're just never going to build chemistry between two players or links between two players. Yeah, to be honest. Like, he even played Sloan on wing last year in a few games. Yeah. Jeez, bro. Dragons are in for a rough year. DeBellin played 13. Prop, did he play nine last year? No. Embi, fullback, center, half, utility, nine. <laughs> like, I know they're versatile players, but come but on. But they're not that versatile, bro. Just stick them... This is the problem with the Dragons, right? So they've got their hooker now, which is Little. If Little goes down, they have no other hookers, so they're going to have to shift their whole team around to accommodate for him going out, which I hope he doesn't, but... It'll be Embi or... Or, or Sullivan. Sullivan. Far out, bro. Anthony Griffin's got some, some stuff to answer for. And he doesn't bro. play his juniors. Yeah. I mean... I'm just so stuck with the Dragons this year, bro. I'm so stuck. Like, Ben Murdoch was still alright. Why? Why do they need him? He was bad last year. But the year before that, he wasn't horrible. He had yeah, a he little bit of go forward in them, in him. I don't think it's a terrible signing. I don't think it's an insanely good one. I think he has to play in their team because he got he did have that little bit of go forward, a little bit of mongrel in him. Yeah. Which I think the Dragons I think they desperately Des- need a lot of I think they desperately need a lot of things actually. Let's let's see. Who Debellin can play no, I'm thinking McInnes. So in my opinion <sighs> they're not moving Hunt to hooker. They've got another hooker. That's it. I know. That's it. In my opinion, okay, this spine should be Sloan. If Ramsey was healthy, it'd be Ramsey. But it should be Sloan, Sullivan, Hunt, Little. Right? Yep. 
And by full name. My pack would be Laurie, Musgrove, Sewer, Bird. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Let me, let me start again. Laurie, DeBellin, Sewer, Bird. No, I'm having a complete mind bank, bro. I would start my... I'd, I'd do what you did the first time. Laurie, Musgrove, Sewer, Bird, Bart, DeBellin. It's probably the best way they can go. Yeah, because I think Bird's solid in second row. I think Sewer's underrated. I think of, Musgrove's a much better player when he starts. A lot of people are saying that they should just bring Musgrove off the bench for a bit of punch, but to be honest, bro... He's a much better starter. Take, just, it from the top. Just, take, take it from this Tigers fan. Just here. start him, please. Because I'll tell you what happens, okay? He comes on, right... Last year, Tigers have a bit of momentum and he would come on and make an error, right? I'm not saying that was every game I'm saying. That's what will happen, right? Just start him because he runs off the back fence so hard from the first minute of the game. You're going to roll off the field and the Dragons are going to need that. Just start Musgrove and Laurie. I know Laurie... You probably bring Molo, Murdoch, Masilla and someone else off the I'd go Jaden Hunt. Billy Mayono or Jaden Hunt, yeah. But this is the thing. We are listening to Guru, Guru just last night. Everyone always predicts them to do bad. And I feel like this year is probably the strongest chance they have to do bad. But they were two wins off South last year. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. I thought they were shocking. They were 12 and 12. But that's what I was saying. Two wins off South. They were at 500, like even minus 100 for and against. That's horrendous. That means they're winning games by like two points and losing them by 30. Well, at least they're winning gritty games, I guess. But... Yeah, but the only yeah, when they lose, they lose bad. Yeah. Horrible. But they were two wins off set. How did that happen? It doesn't seem possible to me. I just... I'm, I, I, I can't get behind their recruitment drive this year, especially when all the people that finished under them recruited better. Like, like, pull up the ladder from last year. I'll pull it up right now. So, last year, we had under the Dragons in 11th, Sea Eagles... They're getting Turbo back. Garrick shifts in the center. Schuss is moving to his preferred position. position. He's not going to be on the bench all year. So, Lawton yeah. will come back. They're, they're looking stronger, right? Man stronger. stronger. They're also a few players, but they're looking stronger. The dogs, we know how good the dogs are. Kick out. Um, Marnie are coming in. They're back to full strength in terms of health. Hayes Perrin maybe could have a breakout year. So, the dogs are good. The Titans have got brought in Verils. They've brought Warren. in Boren. They've got their spine set. Brimson's going back to fullback. Exactly. Right, the Titans look better. The Knights have brought in Hastings, Lockie Miller. Pong has moved to six. They did lose Clemmer, but they got Elliot in now. Full season from Braley. The Knights, they're, they're looking better. much better. The Warriors have brought in Nick Corey, Tamari Martin, CNK, um, Luke Metcalf, uh, Mitch Barnett, and they've got much more depth now Dylan with the new Walker. coach, Dylan Walker. Look much better. Much right? better. The Tigers have brought in Bateman, Papali'i. They've brought in Clemmer. They've brought in Appy. They've got Dewey with a full season under his belt now. They've got Talao back. They've got Bloor back. They've got Knopf back. Stains is Stains in. in. The Tigers recruit better. You want to talk about the Dolphins? The Dolphins have got... Okay, you don't need to go through that whole 17 that they've recruited. But I'm saying, like, the Dolphins have got Hammer, they've got the Bromwich boys, they've got Kafusi, Tom Gilbert, Sean O'Sullivan. They're... Like, bro. Look, here, look at this the other day. 
I think the Redcliffe Dolphins are still a team in Queensland Cup. Yeah. Is that their junior team? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, because that's, that's why they're called team. the Dolphins. I believe, yeah. I still don't understand why they didn't just pick Redcliffe. I don't know, bro. Look, we're, kind, we're kind of going away from what we're... But it, it's all interesting topics. Yeah. Like, we're, we're just... But the dra- yeah, the dragons are just killing me, bro. They're killing me. They've been killing me for years. The the decisions they make as a club, they finally looked like they were on the up. Mm. Like in the off season of last year, they signed Moses Suli. They let a few contracts go. They had great young talent coming through. Brought in Sua. Brought in Sua. They looked on the up, and they just managed to. Yeah. Good. Not good. Ah. Uh. You done with your rants now, bro? I'm done with my rants. I'm done with my rants. Well, bit of bit of a freely structured kind of pod today. You know, there wasn't much structure around it, but you know, we hope you guys enjoyed the chat as usual. Yeah, um, we usually go into podcasts, yeah, some somewhat of a plan, but this was just just a bit of a talk, free, right? free talk, bro. I'm excited for trials. Make sure you go strictly footy pod on Instagram, like, follow, share, vote on the poll. About the Indigenous versus Maori game, we want to know who you reckon has got it. I'm going Indigenous. Obviously, Jarrett's Maori right now. Um, should be a cracking week. You know, trials are in what ten days, eleven days from now. What's the date? It's the thirtieth. You got the thirty-first, and then you got nine days, so ten days from now. No, oh, I can't wait, bro. I I'm cannot so wait to get back into some footy. Footy is back, and I'm so excited to watch. Just all the new teams, all the new faces, all the new styles of footy that we're going to see. You let us know who you're most excited to watch this year. Let us know. Make sure you give us a rating, a review, Spotify, Apple, wherever you can access our podcast. Go follow the Instagram, Strictly Footy Pod. Twitter, S S Capital, Footy with a capital F Pod. Um, we got plenty of more content coming. We just made a TikTok, which is also Strictly Footy Pod. Um, so go follow the TikTok. We'll be posting a lot of the uh, kind of like bloopers or yeah. just moments from the podcast on the TikTok. Yeah. Obviously, we're not going to just put a stagnant video of yeah. top 10 top ten players. It'll be more just like teasers kind of yeah. to, the, to the podcast. So make sure you guys go check out all our socials. Let us know anything you want us to do for our Saturday podcast. So once the footy does come back... The structure's kind of be going to be like a uh, round wrap-up team list on a Tuesday. Um, it might, it will come out a bit later until we can get the live stream set up, but it will come out a bit later, um, probably around 5, 6 o'clock. And then we're going to do Saturday pods going to be just what, like fantasy drives, top 10s, whatever, like away away from the current footy. Saturday is going to be like just a quick wrap-up of what's happened in the round and then straight into whatever. We could do a fantasy draft. We could do... It, it, it's kind of like a free, yeah. free decision. Tuesday, we'll get it underway about... We plan to do lives, but probably not straight away. Yeah, we're still getting um, that sorted out. Should start about, what, 3.30-ish, because Teamless come out at 4. We'll do a quick round wrap-up. Yeah. And then when Teamless come out at 4, we'll, you'll, you'll get to see our reactions yeah. to the Teamless. Especially round 1, you're going to want to be there for yeah, round 1. Exactly. There's going to be some big inclusions. 
um but yeah guys we hope you enjoyed again make sure you message us on instagram message us wherever you want give us a rating review let us know anything that you want us to do for that saturday pod when that structure comes into play let us know who you got indigenous or maori and the results of the draft will be up tonight after the poll expires so i can't wait to claim my w bro all right can can we just talk about this quickly man (sighs) okay no 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 stop 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 Okay. You, you you're up fifty two percent to forty eight. Yeah. But but the comments, people in the comments haven't voted yet. Oh, there, there are a few that haven't voted yet. The polls just expired, by the way, bro. Oh, okay. Well, Here we go. You guys okay. gonna see the live winners? Great. <laughs> you no, guys bro. see the live winners? I, I want right. my I want my comment vote. Here we go. I want my comment votes. Bro, you got. Yeah. Yeah. What? Eleven what'd you to win? ten. Eleven, 11, 11 to ten. Now go to the comments, bro. Right, Give me I'll my comments votes, bro. I got comments, bro. Alright. So Jared by bench. You can't go past Jared at all. But but, but look look at who's voted. Jared wins already. just. Okay. Now I'm going, bro. Alright, alright, bro. I'm going. So remember the cast patrol, uh Lesson to Silver and Brock O'Hara. Alright, let's have a look. Lesson voted, Brock voted, you voted through our account. Okay, great. Brilliant. That's fine. So I won. Okay, look, so I won. Look, can, can, Tom may have won. Team Tom may may have just got home by a sneaky vote, but <laughs> but I think it's safe to say Team Jared won the hearts of the fans. Oh, shut up! Right, wait, right, I'm cutting it off now because I'll punch on in a minute, bro. This guy's been chatting so much, bro. Just crap on crap. I can't listen to this guy anymore. Mate, I, I, I got dub. your dad's vote as well, remember? Oh, shut up, bro. It doesn't count. <laughs> I claim the dub. Let's go. Team Tom in the chat. Spamming up dubs. We'll see you next time, bro. Take care. Peace. Stay blessed. Love yous, bro. Love yous.